0: Welcome back to Money with Mac and G. It's great to be here. And thank you for being here with us. This coming weekend, Dad's taking off to do a half marathon in the land of money, Las Vegas. You
1: got that right. I always thought it would be cool to be running down the Vegas Strip at night. It's been on my bucket list. Plus, it's always lit with those wonderful blinking lights and videos.
2: Dad, you're not exactly telling the whole truth. The Strip isn't always on. It's been turned off and been dark for periods of time. What do you mean,
1: dude?
0: Well, you told us about some guys in the mouse pack or something. I don't think it had anything to do with mice, not like Mickey Mouse. It was meaner like a rat. That's right. It was the Rat Pack, and some guy named Frank Sinatra was a crazy famous singer, and he worked in Vegas. He had some crazy cool names like... Chairman of the Board. Old Blue Eyes. The Voice. Sinatra. The Big Guy. Definitely great nicknames. They dimmed the lights back in 1998 when you were actually there.
1: Oh yeah, you're absolutely right.
0: Plus, in 1999, the guy who created King Arthur's Tournament at Excalibur died. They did it for him, and they also did it for the prior president, Ronald Reagan, in 2004. I also read that in 2007, some guy named Robert Goulet died, who received a flash of lights. Hey, there were other times for the guys who made up the rest of the Rat Pack, like... There was Sammy Davis in 1990, Dean Martin in 1995, three days after his death, and more. Funny side note is that it's the brightest city you can see from space. That's crazy, huh? Here's a good one. Know what the darkest city is? It's Poying in North Korea. Wow, that's saying something.
2: I bet their electric bill
0: in Las Vegas is pretty heavy. Yep, it's estimated at $10 million per year. So, Dad will be running at night to the neon daylight.
1: Thanks, it's pretty exciting, and I think it will be fun with all the excitement surrounding the event, a concert, a party, the expo, and more. Plus, the medal is pretty cool with the playing cards on it.
2: You know you always say you're exhausted when being out there, since everything is so big. It always gives you over, what, 8,000 steps a day? You have to save your energy, sir.
0: Yeah, and supposedly the Vegas Strip is 16,000 steps, so your half marathon should be easy. Up and back should be over 30,000 steps, so I'm not sure you'll even do the whole thing. You got this, Dad.
1: Hey, thanks. I totally appreciate it. I think it will be fun for sure. Plus, I'll be hanging with my friend.
0: Agree. You know, with all that carpet, marble, wood, and hotel rooms, it always seems like a ton of cleaning has to be going on there all the time.
1: There is. Plus, you have a lot of people who drink adult beverages and need bathrooms. They're everywhere.
0: That has to take an army of people to keep all that stuff clean.
1: It does. You see people everywhere picking up glasses, emptying ashtrays, picking up trash, and surprisingly, things are pretty clean. Even the bathrooms.
2: I guess I want you to stay and keep gambling, so keeping things clean helps a lot. Do you remember the story you told us a couple years ago
0: that makes me think of bathrooms? Mac, do you remember? I do. Dad talked about the stand-up urinal in Amsterdam at the Schiphol Airport.
1: I remember that. That was when I went to the bathroom and saw a fly sitting in the urinal near the urinal cake. I took aim and did my business.
0: Yeah, but it wasn't a real one, was it?
1: Nope, it wasn't. It was drawn into the porcelain with something sharp. They call that etching, and they added a touch of color. I thought that was so strange and interesting how it changed my focus completely.
2: Didn't you do a little research after that? And you found out some interesting stuff, right?
1: I did, but it's a little messy and a tad disgusting. Do you guys think you can handle it?
2: Oh Oh, yeah, yeah, we we can. can!
1: Okay, well, you know, when you were growing up, Grant, and we had to train you not to make a mess around the toilet, do you remember what we did?
2: Cheerios! Yep, it was Cheerios. You put one or two in the toilet and had me try and hit it. Great practice.
1: And, buddy, you needed it.
2: Haha, ha, not such a good shot, Hunji. Hey, not funny. It's not like you were born with perfect aim. when I was little.
1: Hate to say this, but men's bathrooms have a lot of spillage from adults missing the urinal
2: you
0: gross. I told you, not born with perfect game. And if you're in a rush, not focused. Okay, so why are you even telling us about this? Are you going to turn this into something about money?
1: You know, everything can be turned into money. So get this. That little fly reduced the spillage by 80%. Since all of us guys like to focus and shoot things, there's a lot less mess.
2: Okay, that's beyond amazing. I would think that the janitors would be super happy about that. Those flies should be everywhere. Can't help it, but I feel like there's a joke in there about flies and zippers,
0: but I'm not touching it.
1: It's probably a really good idea. So what do you think if janitors clean up less mess?
0: Takes less time and therefore less money. Money!
1: You guys got that right. It actually reduces your janitorial budget by about 8% due to cutting spillage by 80%.
0: That's nuts, didn't you say Fort Lauderdale-Hollywood Airport spends around 12 million dollars yearly on janitorial expenses? If they save 8% on total, it's around- 1 million
2: bucks. But let's say only 10% of that total is on bathrooms, that's still
0: 100,000 dollars. Just for a fly, seriously, that's some costly pee. Our tickets should be cheaper because we make less of a mess.
1: That is funny. Good one, Mac. But you know what's even more shocking about this whole thing? In 2017, a professor from Chicago Booth won a Nobel Prize for a theory related to peeing on these flies.
0: A Nobel Prize? Seriously? There's no way. I don't believe it. How could that even be possible?
1: Well, he used this information as part of his study on behavioral economics.
0: Okay, if I
2: translate is isn't behavioral economics about how people behave or make decisions about money?
1: It sure is. He actually wrote a book about it called Nudge, Improving Decisions About Health, Wealth, and Happiness.
0: That sounds very similar to the stuff we're talking about. Isn't a nudge like a gentler push?
1: The fly was a nudge that helped men and boys focus on peeing on the fly.
2: Would another example be putting out fruit on the counter instead of Doritos or Pringles?
1: Hey, that's an excellent example. That is a nudge too. It's the idea of not telling someone, no, you can't do this or you can't do that. And we don't change anything about incentivizing or pushing them towards money. It just makes things easier in order to make the right decision.
0: Didn't you say that most people have a hard time making a decision if it's too complicated or too hard? They can't sit around and reflect and rationalize every single decision. So they automatically choose something.
1: That's absolutely correct, Mac. When things are complicated, we're a bit on autopilot and don't take the time to figure it out. So we have to be aware that some things need to be simple and presented easily.
2: Is this a thing about people choosing what percent to put in their retirement? It sounds so complicated they don't make a decision. So a better nudge is for the
0: company to simply auto-enroll their employees The employee has to stop the deduction, which is very different from no auto enrollment, where an employee has to decide and pick the amount to opt in.
1: So you make it super simple, and you set up all new employees to have 3% of their salary taken out instead of asking them what percentage they would like. By doing this, 50% more people started saving.
2: That's great, because too few people save for retirement.
1: Now what do you guys call that?
2: A A nudge.
1: Yep. No money was used to encourage people to save. Nothing was forbidden. And people made a better decision about their money. That's a pretty cool theory, isn't it?
0: This means they figured out a better way to encourage people through behavioral finance.
1: Wow. That's exactly what it means. And that was an excellent way to put it.
2: Nice job, Mac. Dad, you mentioned when things are complicated, people don't make great
0: decisions. Are there any other reasons?
1: There are. Many people don't connect things in their mind when the benefit or punishment isn't immediate.
0: Is that the kind of thing like giving Oreo a treat for good behavior?
1: It actually is. He'll never do what you want if you get him to sit and roll over and then in 20 minutes, you give him a treat. There's no connection between those two things in his mind. In 20 minutes, he just thinks you're being nice.
2: Are you saying that people are the same way?
1: They sure are. Sometimes adults just drink too much alcohol, but they will get a headache the next day. They know too many drinks leads to bad things, but it's not immediate and is the next day.
0: Is this similar to when you say, don't eat all that chocolate or your teeth will fall out?
1: Exactly. The connection between eating a chocolate bar today and teeth problems in six months isn't enough right now for you to change. It's the same with money.
2: So, when you save today but don't realize the benefit of a better retirement later, the connection is delayed?
1: That's exactly what it is. Getting the nudges along the way with help from others, thinking about the wonderful benefits of saving money, and internalizing that wonderful feeling really helps.
0: So it's all about behaving better and receiving the benefits?
1: It is. And one super cool online platform that helps you make a commitment and stick with it is called Stick with a K which is S-T-I-C-K-K dot com. It wants to change your behavior and uses money to do it.
2: Is this the one where you can make a contract
0: with yourself and you bet on yourself to reach your goal? It is, Grant. But the cool part is that you're encouraged to choose a charity that may support something you really don't like if you lose. Some people don't like Trump and others don't like Biden. So if you could bet money on yourself
2: to reach your goal, and if you lose, the money goes to the campaign of the one that you don't like. That's how it would work.
1: Yep, and there are referees who keep track of you. You have to post your success in a journal. Your family and friends can help to confirm if you're reaching your goal or not. Along with, they have to send pictures in or texts to document their success.
0: So it's a contract commitment with money on the line and people hold you accountable. It's a real nudge because if you win, you reach your goal and you get your money back. Talk about behavioral finance.
1: Changing your behavior with a little finance. How cool is that? I love it. Just like putting a fly in a urinal nudges you to the right action, and then the janitor does less work and people enjoy a better restroom experience.
2: Less smell, cleaner, and less slippery by 80%. Did you really have to go there? No, but it was fun and true. Thanks, G. I think it's time to say goodbye. Thanks for being here, and we'll see you next time for some more Money with Mac and G.
1: Bye!